learning the language of giving, and you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Leviticus chapter 19. Rabbi Akiva says this is a great principle of Torah from the Midrash Rabbah. The word principle used here is a translation of the word klal in Hebrew. Zeklal gadol b'Torah. Klal means a general statement. So you could say that Rabbi Akiva is saying, love your neighbor as yourself is a general statement of the whole Torah and all the Torah is summed up by it. Indeed, there is a story in the Talmud which bears this out. A would-be convert came to Hillel, one of the great sages of the Mishnah, and asked to be taught the Torah while standing on one leg. Hillel replied, Do not do to others what is hateful to yourself. The rest of the Torah is commentary on this. Go and learn. Now, Hillel did not use the exact phrasing that is in Leviticus, love your neighbour as yourself, but he used its mirror, expressed as refraining from hurting your fellow, refraining from the negative. What is hateful to you, don't do to your fellow. So we need to ask the question, why did he change the language? And in what way is this statement a general statement of the Torah, such that the whole Torah is expressed in it? And why are there two ways of expressing this idea, one which is a positive way, and one by refraining from the negative? The Baal Sulam, in his article Matan Torah, asks this question specifically. I may be able to understand why the commandment of love your neighbour as yourself includes all the commandments of the Torah that relate to myself and my fellow. But why would love your neighbour as yourself also include all the commandments which are between myself and God? Those commandments which make up a lot of the mitzvot of the Torah. If we look at the verse in Leviticus, it continues, Love your neighbour as yourself, I am the Lord. The Baal Sulam answered his question by considering the purpose of creation. The sages teach us that God is all-giving. His purpose in creation is only to do good to the created beings. His purpose is to give benefit. This purpose in creation necessitated the creation of a will to receive all that God wants to give us. This will to receive is in fact the nature of the created beings and it is this which designates the created being as being created. As human beings we have a unique role to play in the panoply of creation. We have within us both parts of the equation. We have the soul which is identical with the essence of God and like God embodies the will to give. And we also have our created nature which develops as the ego. But our soul is largely hidden from us. This is because 
In our embodiment as a human being, we listen to the ego and thus we lack affinity of form with the divine. In spirituality, spiritual entities come together, become one, when they possess the identical desire. That is called embodying affinity of form. When we actually will act in accordance with our soul's desire, which is the desire to give benefit, then we will be one with the divine. But when we act in accordance with the ego, which has the desire for receiving, then we embody change of form or difference of form from the Creator and thus we separate from the Creator. God is giving, but we are receiving. In this way, since God is all giving, only giving benefit, we cannot become one with God as long as we are simply working for ourselves. And this is because of the separation through our lack of affinity of form. We cannot fulfill the purpose for which we were created, which is that of achieving dvekut with the divine, unity with the divine. To become one with God, we need to obey the precept of the sages who asked, how is it possible to come to dvekut with him? And they answered, by becoming one with his attributes, just as he is loving and kind, so you be loving and kind. All the commandments of the Torah, whether they are those which are enacted between ourselves and our fellow, or those which are between ourselves and God, need to be directed only for the sake of God or for the sake of our fellow human being. So long as we are not in affinity of form with the Creator, we will see the Creator as other than us. The soul that is in us is one with the essence of God, but cannot join with God so long as it is trapped by that ego which separates it from God. This causes us not only not to know God, but it also means we don't know the deepest part of ourselves. In the same way, we are separate from our fellow man. We see his external garment. We see that which separates us, the clash of the egos. We don't see the part that unites us, the fact that we are all part of the one soul that God created. So to come to unity, to come to Dvekut, and the realisation that all the souls are one, we actually need to practice giving to God and giving to each other. This means focusing on the needs of the other rather than on our own needs. Not giving to the other to fulfil something in myself, but to actually consider what the other person needs and giving it to him because he needs it. In this way, loving your neighbour as yourself becomes not only the destination, but also the path. Until one day, we will see the other as ourselves. But how do we start? In our usual consciousness, in the consciousness of this world, we relate mostly to the ego. It's our ego which shouts at us and our ego which we listen to. Here we are helped by the message that Hillel gave to the convert. He gave the convert a place to begin. Don't do to others what is hateful to yourself. Now, 
Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag taught that everything in the Torah actually needs to be looked at as if it's taking place within ourselves. So we can relate to the non-Jew within ourselves, our ego, which is asking, how can we learn to love our neighbour as ourselves? Now, the language of unconditional love is completely foreign to the ego. The ego is concerned with loving itself. It's not concerned with loving somebody else. And certainly not unconditionally. We might be able to love someone for the gain we get in exchange. But to love unconditionally is completely foreign to our nature, to our ego nature. The ego, therefore, can understand refraining from the negative more easily than it can understand doing the positive. Now, our identification with the ego or with the soul is intimately connected to whether or not we can understand the language of unconditional love. It's a bit of a chicken and an egg situation. So long as we're identified with our ego, we can't understand the language of giving unconditionally to the other. And as long as we can't speak the language of unconditional love, we can't connect with our soul. And we can go round and round in circles. So an intermediate stage was given to us by the sage Hillel, who taught, what is hateful to you, don't do to your fellow. It isn't exactly love, but it's a step out of that circle. It's an intermediate step, which can lead us out of the endless cycle of selfishness. We're all familiar with the language of the ego. It's used constantly in society. You need to stand up for yourself. Don't let others take advantage of you. You need to set boundaries, etc., etc. It preys on the fear of losing something. And that fear stops us moving out of our own self-interest. So we actually need to make the language of the soul, the language of unconditional love familiar to us. And this we need to constantly reinforce in our surroundings. And that's why the daily study of the Torah is so important. This needs to be our constant vocabulary. Only that way will we begin to get the idea and be able to put this into practice with the help of God. The sages in the Jerusalem Talmud give an example of what loving your neighbour as yourself consists of. They're considering the qualification as yourself. That is, to what extent do we have to go? They give the example of a wealthy man who has a Jewish servant. They're on a journey and they only have one pillow. In this circumstance, the Talmud says that the man is obliged to give the pillow to the servant and he himself sleeps on the ground. If he were to keep the pillow for himself and his servant lay on the ground, that would not fulfil the commandment of loving your neighbour as yourself. If he was to decide that since there is only one pillow, it's fair that neither would have the pillow, that is considered as wickedness, an action like the evil men of Sodom. The only right way of behaviour, of fulfilling the commandment of love your neighbour as yourself, would be for him to give the pillow to the servant. That is the extent of as yourself. The truth is that the full commandment of loving your neighbour as yourself applies to all our brothers. 
The great Hasidic master, Rabbi Yitzchak of Werke, said, Until I come to love the worst criminal of Israel exactly the way that I love my son, I have not come to fulfill the commandment of love your neighbor as yourself. But this is a level beyond the reach of most of us. Rabbi Ashlag advises us that it's best to start off going from easy to hard. Starting off with people we have a natural affinity for. People with whom we share common interests and goals. Our friends. We need to look out for their material wants and interests. We need to help them if they have financial problems or health issues. If they need a helping hand. Then as we learn the language of unconditionally giving, helping them without looking at what they give back, then we can start to widen our circle to people who we know less well, and eventually to people who we don't know at all. Finally coming to love and give unconditionally to people we find repulsive. They are, in fact, just as much our neighbour as everyone else. And we need to think, if we had their circumstances and their background, we might have ended up the same. We are repulsed by the outer garment, the ego. But it is our ego which is being repulsed. Within our neighbour is the soul, which just like our soul, is longing to unite and find expression. Of course, giving to our neighbour does not imply giving to desires which are against the Torah. His true need is to become healthy. The more we learn the Torah and fulfill the mitzvot, the more we can see that each particular mitzvah helps us to deal with an aspect of the ego and helps us learn the language of unconditional love. The 365 negative commandments, the don't-dos, Help us refrain from doing that which is hateful to God or to our fellow. Whereas the 248 positive commands help us make the positive steps of love. Loving our neighbour and loving God. For the two come together. As the verse says, Love your neighbour as yourself. I am the Lord. audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.